ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستهديه ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله ونبيه وصفيه وحبيبه بلغ الرساله وادى الامانه ونصح للامه وجاهد في سبيل الله حتى اتاه اليقين وتركنا على المحجه البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها الا هالك فاللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد في الاولين وصل وسلم على سيدنا محمد في الاخرين وصل وسلم على سيدنا محمد في الملا الاعلى الى يوم الدين وصل وسلم على سيدنا محمد في كل وقت وحين وعلى اله الاطهار وعلى اصحابه الاخيار وعلى اتباعه الابرار الى يوم الدين يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وبعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وان خير الهدي هدي سيدنا ومولانا رسول الله وان شر الامور لمحدثاتها فكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he says اذا انتصف شعبان فلا تصوموا when the 15th of the month of shaban comes stop fasting stop fasting for those who are not uh making up fast stop fasting for those that are not uh, accustomed to fasting every monday and thursday of the mo- the month of the week etc meaning that this is the time that we pause before ramadan to demarcate the non ramadan time from the ramadan time so even though fasting is a qurban even though this is you know what we are about to engage in the prophet sallallahu advised us to pause after the 15th of Ramadan to prepare for the month of Ramadan and the 15th of Shaban is also the event or the date in which we commemorate the changing of the qibla from Jerusalem to Mecca for it was on this day when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in surah al-baqarah when Allah says qad nara taqalluba wajhika fis samaa فَلَنُوَلِّيَنَّكَ قِبْلَةً تَرْضَاهَا We see that you are turning into the heavens. The Prophet ﷺ was always engaged in worship, in dialogue with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even though his, he, is, uh, he is who he is, he was who he was, infallible, the greatest of creation, 
forgiven any misdeeds past and present, despite all of these things, he would always turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he longed to have a qibla that defined this ummah. He longed for a qibla because his heart was with Mecca. And it was on this date, on the 15th of Sha'ban, either during Dhuhr prayer or Asr prayer, different narrations, that the Qibla was changed in the middle of the prayer. And since that event until now, this is one of the defining characteristics of our community. That no matter what kind of Muslim you are, no matter where you are in the world, when it's time to pray, you will face Mecca and pray. There has been no sect or no sub-community that said otherwise. Nobody has come and said, no, we pray towards Baghdad. No, we pray towards Istanbul. No, we pray towards uh, Medina. No one in the history of Islam has said that. This is one of the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Where we fight over everything else. Don't worry, there are many things that we fight with each other on. But these things we do not fight on. And this is the sign that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has intended for us to be one community. And it is times of discord that we look towards these things and remind ourselves we're really one. No other Muslim group or sect has said, no, we don't fast in Ramadan, we fast in Rajab or we fast in Muharram. Everyone knows that the month of Ramadan is the month of fasting, the ninth month of the Islamic calendar. Now we always don't start on the same date and end on the same date. We're working on that. It's been about 1,400 years. We're getting closer. But we fast on the same month. We read the same Qur'an. We have the same Prophet And it is these defining characteristics that refined the early generation of the companions, those that were after, that were lived at the time of the Prophet in this event of the changing of the Qibla are many, many lessons for us. Imagine if somebody comes in the middle of prayer and tells us that oh, you're facing the wrong way. You know, you need to face that way or this way. No one, none of us would accept that, rightfully. But the companions, they had a different understanding. They were living at the time of the revelation. And it never occurred to any of them that there would be some kind of religious... Uh, dictate that was false because lying for them was unconceivable because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed on the Prophet and the Prophet taught them if somebody comes with false information shady information information that makes you pause verify this information and in one of the qira'at verify to emphasize that it's about verification but the Sahaba, as they narrate from the Prophet wasallam, it never occurred to the other Sahaba that the Sahaba would be lying about the matters of the deen. So in the middle of the prayer, they, the first two rakahs are facing Jerusalem, and then the last two rakahs are facing Mecca. And this mosque still stands till today, Masjid al-Qiblatayn in Medina. So this idea that we have one Qibla, that we are about to embark on this sacred month of fasting, all of us together, one month of fasting, the, fa the, the month of the Qur'an, the month of purification. It reminds us what these acts of worship can do to us. When we look back at the first generation, the people that lived with the Prophet ﷺ, and we see what these things did for them.
Because these were a people that were not given necessarily the things that we were given. Many of us were born in, into Islam. We were born into a family that, that had Muslim sounding names, that fasted, that prayed, that read the Qur'an. The Qur'an was at the house some, some, on some level. But this was a generation in which there was no Islam at all. It was the opposite, that they were steeped in this ignorance, they were steeped in this jahiliyyah. They worshipped idols that they would eat. They buried their daughters alive out of shame that they thought the girl would bring to the family versus the boy. They would engage in financial transactions that would break the back of those that were less fortunate. They were always you know, inebriated all the time. Their money was so haram, even by their standards, that they weren't able to finish the building of the Kaaba. Because they didn't want the haram money, to, so they ran out. Well, this is only as high as we can make it, because we ran out of all of the pure money. Because we're gambling in this, and they, they were highly superstitious. They would not make a decision unless they saw the crow fly this way, or the crow fly that way. I mean, highly superstitious. This same people was not a new set of characters. It was these same people that the Prophet ﷺ was initially sent to. And it was these same people that were taken out of this jahiliyyah. That in one generation, all of those acts, all of those customs, all of that culture vanished in one generation. Even though the people that became Muslim were a minority of the people. When the Prophet ﷺ went to Medina, the Muslim population was maybe 200 to 300 Muslims. With the, with the Muhajirun and the Ansar combined. So we're not talking about huge numbers of people. In the Hajj of the Prophet ﷺ, which is the, what we usually demarcate to, to talk about the population, there are about 100 to 120,000 Muslims. That's it. But from those people, and from this message, and from this obedience to the Prophet ﷺ, to the point where somebody would come in the middle of an act of worship and say, no, you're facing the wrong way, and they would change, these people were transformed. And this transformation is for all of us. It's not just for that generation. Now, we have not been blessed to be amongst the generation that, that lived with the Prophet ﷺ. But the Prophet ﷺ, he said, my ummah, my nation is like the rain. You don't know which of this rain is the best. Is it the beginning of the rain or the end of the rain? Meaning that the khair, the goodness, in this ummah exists in every generation that follows the, the, the guidance of the Prophet ﷺ. So as they were refined, we will be refined inshaAllah. As they were transformed, we so will be, be transformed. Through these acts that we have been given, through these events that we commemorate, through this devotion that we engage in all together. And ultimately, this is what this religion is about for us. It's about self-transformation. How do we emerge from the darkness that's within ourselves, from the shortcomings that we have, from the sin that we are in, from the forgetfulness that we have, from the anger that consumes us, from the rage that consumes us, from the guilt that we have. All of these diseases of the heart, as the ulama called them, all of these things, they fester inside us. 
all year round. But yet every year we have the same opportunity. As we march towards the month of Ramadan, the month, the month of the Qur'an, Allah calls it, this is the month of the Qur'an. It's a celebration of this book. And it's a celebration of the spiritual quest physically of each one of us towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by the fast. <coughs> and none of us can say we are the same at the end of Ramadan as we were in the beginning. We all feel this happiness, this, this joy at the end of the month. And we might even feel and, and say to ourselves, if it could just last a little bit longer. The night of the Eid, we find ourselves saying, I'm going to fast more this coming year. I mean, after Eid prayer, the, pr the promise sort of goes in the wind. But I'm going to fast more this coming year. I know I can do it. I'm going to read more Quran. Right? Because we are excited. We feel light. And that's why this month of openings is a month of fasting, of physical uh, activity. All of the other months, we have the same opportunities. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us opportunities at every moment of the day, in the sujood of the prayer, at the end of the night. Uh, when we make wudu, when we read Qur'an, there's no, we don't have to go to a special holy of holies to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the distinguishing features of the faith that the Prophet said is that the earth, all of it has been made a masjid, has been a made a place of prostration for us. But this month is special because we have these rules and regulations. We stop eating and drinking at a certain time, and then we, we break our fast at a certain time. We come to the mosque a little bit extra by praying the tarawih, by reading more of the Qur'an. And it's compounded. This journey is compounded on purpose, on us, for us. To show us, look what you can do. Look what you can accomplish. As the Sahaba, I mean, think about that community, how that community was in Mecca before the advent of Islam. They had produced nothing that is worthy of note on a civilization level. They had some, some poetry. But other than that, they had infused every cultural historic opportunity with this false belief of idol worship, of superstition, of gender inequality of economic inequality, of corruption, of gambling, of abuse of alcohol. All of these things brought them down. But yet the same exact people, in a span of a few years, you find them in Spain, you find them in China, you find them in South India, in Kerala. All of these are early generations of Muslims that there are graves from the first century of Islam, there are graves of the Sahaba in all of these places. Even in France, because the Muslims first crossed the mountains into France and were approaching Paris but were repelled. And in and that battle, there were Sahaba that were buried there. In Europe, as our Turkish brothers like to remind us, in a fraction of Istanbul, there are, you know, Ayyub al-Ansari, Sultan Ayyub, radiallahu anhu, these were the same people that we read about in the Jahiliyyah. The nonsense of the Jahiliyyah. They were the same people. Look at what, they, what was unlocked inside of them. Unlocked because the Prophet ﷺ gazed at them. Because the Prophet ﷺ prayed for them. Because the Prophet ﷺ taught them. Because they all came behind one book. 
They all came behind one messenger. They all came behind one qibla. They all became, came behind one month of fasting. They all came behind five daily prayers. And all of these mechanical devotional exercises remind us every day, every week, every year that we have the same potential that's inside us. We have the same potential to be transformed. The only thing that's getting in our way is ourself. But we have all of this potential. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us. He does not want for us to be depressed, to be anxious, to be overwhelmed, to be defeated. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to lift us up. Allah has made delightful for us the light of faith in our hearts and has made detestable for us disbelief. So faith is, is light, L-I-G-H-T, nur. But it's also light in its weight. It makes you sort of feel light and happy and optimistic. And this is, these are the type of feelings that we feel throughout the month of Ramadan. So this is the time in these next few days, now less than two weeks that we have, for us to think about how will we enter into this month. What are the things that we will do in this month, different than last year perhaps, to make the most out of it? Because the month starts and you think that it's going to be forever. And you know, before you know it, it's over. It's only four weeks. Only, you know, four or five Jummahs, depending on how it's going to start and end. That's it. That's, that's the month of Ramadan. Are we keeping notes about what helps us with the fast? Do we keep notes about the inspiration that we get during the month of Ramadan? Because these are gifts. These are real gifts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. So as we enter into this month, maybe one of the hikmas of the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi telling us not to fast in these next, you know, two weeks, Plus, is that we start to anticipate what will Ramadan be like. It's not just decorations and food preparation, even though that's essential, of course. But it's also the preparation on what's the inside. How do I want to be in this month? How do I want to act in this month? What are the things that I'm going to try to work on in this month? When can I read my Qur'an throughout the day, throughout the week? How much can I read? Can I read more than what I read last, last year? When will I come for taraweeh? How much will I give? Because this is the month of giving. The Prophet ﷺ, he was the most generous of people. But he was the more generous than his normal self in the month of Ramadan. It's the month of giving. It's the month of family. It's the month of reflection. So this is the time for us to prepare. Why? So that we can unlock the potential that's inside us. The way it was unlocked for the Sahaba. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا وقدوتنا وقرة أعيننا سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم Tonight, inshallah, we'll resume the class at 7.30, my class at 7.30. Sunday morning, the class is at 5.15, uh, beginning with Fajr, 5.15 in the morning. Uh, the youth circle will be at 4 p.m. This is the last week that we have for the uh, dollar, uh, dollar, or I guess we have two weeks left for the dollar by dollar matching of the donations. So everything that's put in the Friday 
A donation box will be matched, and this is going to be an accumulation of the last, I think, almost two weeks now, inshallah. So, so please give so we can maximize that which will be given to the mosque. Uh, the details of the Ramadan program are on the newsletter, but the, high, the highlight is that inshallah tarawih will start at 10 every night and end at 11.10. So I know that in the beginning of the month, uh, this might seem Aisha on the early side, but I, my opinion was that really there's, there's only, from a Sharia point of view, about 60 minutes from Maghrib to Aisha. So I know that some of the calendars go late, so we're gonna, we follow this opinion so that we can start uh, at, at, a, at a set time throughout the month because we thought that if we keep sliding the time, we'll, we'll all get confused. So we will start uh, Tarawih at 10 o'clock with Aisha prayer. Okay, I mean, sorry, we'll start Aisha at 10 o'clock and after that we will have our normal Tarawih program uh, and we're gonna tase Anas if he goes over 11.10, inshallah. So Anas is gonna <laughs> abide by, he's doing his best to abide by the time so that we can accommodate everyone's schedule. Uh, work and school and uh, because the younger folk requested uh, accommodations for Juma, there will be a special Friday prayer at 3.30 p.m. on Fridays in Ramadan for people that are in school uh, and I guess for those that are gonna you know maybe that will be a more convenient time but this is gonna be a Ramadan um, offering that we have we'll see if it, if it sticks I don't know if it will stick throughout the year but for those that are in school, we'll offer Jummah in the mosque on Friday at 3.30 p.m., which is still technically Dhuhr time, because Asr is later. Uh, and that way they can also uh, have the benefit of having some kind of uh, spiritual connection on Fridays. Uh, but the details of the, you know, the dates and the iftars and, and all of that, what will be read in the tarawih, please check the newsletter for that, inshallah. Uh, and if there are any questions, you know, just grab any one of us and ask. Uh, but may, inshallah, this be... Um, a beautiful time for the community. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us in this month of Shaban and may we arrive safely in Ramadan uh, and may the fasting be easy for us. May our openings be plentiful. May our, uh, our charity be generous. Uh, may this be a month in which we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and turn to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa with a sincere tawbah. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us many blessings in this month to bless our children and to bless our parents, to bless our families, to bless our masjid, to bless our schools, to bless our, our businesses. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala show mercy on those who have passed before us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ease suffering for our brothers and sisters who are suffering around the world. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let us taste the light of faith. May He uh, have us taste the, the sweetness of repentance. May we have the closeness to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam in this world and in the next. وَتَوَلَّنَا فِيمَنْ تَوَلَّيْتْ وَبَارِكْ لَنَا فِيمَا أَعْطَيْتْ وَقِنَا وَصْرِفْ عَنَّا شَرَّ مَا قَضَيْتْ اللهم انقلنا من دائرة صخطك إلى دائرة رضاك وافتح علينا فتوح العارفين بك واغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين واحشرنا تحت لواء نبيك صلى الله عليه وسلم يوم القيامة واسقنا من يده الشريفة شرب ماء لا نظمأ بعدها أبدا ثم أدخلنا الجنة بغير حساب ولا سابقة عقاب ولا عتاب ومتعنا بالنظر إلى وجهك الكريم في جنات الخلد يا رحيم فاللهم ارحم حينا وميتنا وحاضرنا وغائبنا وارفع أيدي الأمم عنا وأقمنا بالحق وأقم الحق بنا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم تب علينا توبة نسوحة تطهرنا بها جسما وقلبا وروحا وارزقنا تباع المصطفى صلى الله عليه وسلم في الأقوال والأفعال والأحوال 
وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وصل اللهم على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وأقم الصلاة إن الصلاة كانت على المؤمنين كتابا موقوتاً